Freestyle Friday. Good morning. Evening or afternoon. You're listening to Discussions on Distraction Network. I'm your host, Holiday. And this guy is a man called Tess. I have arrived. <laughs> really? That's where you go? Okay. Hey. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna take my heart down the old town road and I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm sure everyone has heard this song over the past 365 hours. Somewhere around there. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we want to discuss today. First off, the controversy with Old Time Road, Billy Ray Cyrus's voice in it. And where do we go from here? All right, you ready? That's what you want to do? Yeah, you know, where do we go from here is actually very, it's very significant to this conversation. Significant to this conversation. Go ahead and explain. All right, back in the day, there was this black uh, metal band called Death. And I no longer hear myself. Um, called Death. And they had a song called Where Do We Go From Here? And I think it ties in with Lil Nas X, um, the fact that somebody like him isn't supposed to make music like that. And they had some of the same troubles that he did as far as getting on. They did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from both sides. You know, you had, like, it was like a documentary, I think it was on Showtime, and it was talking about how he was practice like any other band would practice. Right. And they would get a lot of pushback from um, brothers and sisters in their neighborhood, like who are these black dudes um, making that white boy music. And at the same time, they never really got heard from the industry because, again, they were a black group playing the music they weren't supposed to be playing. What 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 what, what decade was this in? I think like the sixties or seventies. That's crazy because mm, that would be about the time when black folks in, invented that music. So I wouldn't think it would be called white boy music. So maybe I'm I'm in my head it's a little bit different because I was thinking 60s, 70s when white people invented rock and roll, but that's about the time Elvis was like super popping on, right? 60s, 70s, 80s, somewhere around there. Elvis, yeah, I think he started in the 50s. Oh, Elvis started in the 50s, so it must have been like the 30s. I must be way off. When you think about it, though, all American music is black music. If you follow it back. If white people had back. the two-step to something back in the day. Yeah, well, think about it. What was the first American music? Slave music. Right. Old Negro spirituals. Yeah. All right. Old Negro spirituals then gave rise to gospel. Okay. All right. You take the religious component out of gospel, you end up with blues. And blues is pretty much where everything changed. Somebody been practicing this. You've been practicing this. I haven't practiced this, but I've thought about it a lot, though. <laughs> Because it's kind of like language. I was always interested in, like, what was the first language? Yeah. Um, it was holiday. <laughs> but basically, if you look at blues, right, you improvise blues, you get jazz. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you take the 
the black struggle out of blues, you get folk music or country music. Right. Right. Country. I'll say country and or folk because there's a bit of a distinction. Um, if you speed up blues, and this is where I really got that thought from um, on Cadillac Records, um, but if you speed up blues, you get rock and roll. So remember when Muddy Waters was like hating on uh, Chuck Berry? Mm-hmm. And he was like, all he did was speed up the blues. Right. That gave you rock and roll. If you take the edge out of the blues, you get R&B. If you speak blues, like the spoken word form of it, you get rap. So it all like it all came from black music. Hmm. I wonder what you get now, because how do you make the the type of rap that we listen to now? My my wife, she said, she was like, uh, "That's a rapper on this song. I forgot this rapper's name or whatever. I think it's a little Uzi Vert or whatever." Yeah. But on the song, he was rapping. He w- he was on the song with somebody else. Somebody else was singing. And she was like, yeah, um, but he go come on, he go rap, and it's going to be real nice. And then the dude came on, and I was, like, waiting for a rapper to come on. And it was another dude singing. Yeah. So are they really calling (laughs) the singing shit rap? I think what's really missing. Because, you know, know, back in the late 90s, they was talking about how, um, how fucked up it was that Cisco was trying to claim that he started this whole shit. I said Ja Rule started more than Cisco did. <sighs> so, if you look at 106 apart when Ja Rule started getting hot, yeah, yeah, Cisco was like, yeah, y'all, y'all said it was lame when I did it. But he was, you know what? I take it back. I never really heard a Cisco album. You did? You oh. never heard Unleash the Dragon? Hell no! All I knew was thong songs. Oh, y'all go make me Unleash the Dragon. I don't even really wanna Unleash the Dragon. I wasn't Niggas, a f- if you hear me saying yeah. I wasn't what? really a fan of Cisco Shorty outside of Drew Hill. Shorty, if you hear me saying yeah, huh? I wasn't a fan of Cisco out of Drew Hill. Cause for me, the only thing he really added to Drew Hill was that yeah. I just waited for that the entire time. All right, so all of them came out with single albums. There was only one that was good. Basically, dog, you missed out on a lot if you missed Unleash the Dragon. Maybe I it did. was more than the thong song on that shit. That nigga was okay, blowing. Incomplete. No incomplete homo. was dope too. Incomplete was a dope song. And Cause maybe without you, girl, my life is in. Yeah, I mean, but back then though, companies are really good at picking your single. So I don't think so, man. So. If you follow, like, the way the way, the way way A&R's used to do it back then was they would pick someone and try to make them sound like someone else, right? Yeah. And in that first album, they're completely pulling from someone else, that whole album. Then they'll do their sophomore album where they throw a little bit of their type of music in. And then that third album is where you really get the artist. So That makes sense if you look yeah. at Usher. Yeah, think about it, Usher didn't really pop until My Way, which was the second album, she right? She likes it my way. When he beat yeah. up um, Tyrese in the video. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 how it, that's how it was in the 90s, early 2000s, 80s, 70s, or whatever like that. Like, artists didn't really get to show themselves until their third album, but their third album is the album that they would get the most uh, residuals out of as well. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said show themselves. I think that's really the difference between music, specifically hip hop, um, today and from back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's no more expressionism. Like I think it's too much expressionism. 
I mean, if everybody sounds the same, are you really expressing yourself? I uh, I firmly believe human beings are too individualistic that everybody's going to sound the same, no matter where you're from. I say, I was t- I was t- telling somebody else this before uh, I left my last job, and it was like, if you take Lil Wayne's latest album, you take Drake's latest album, you take Nicki Minaj's latest album, the reason why I think all of them have ghostwriters, I mean, I know, but I'm going to say think. So, the reason why I think they all have ghostwriters is because in any one of them motherfucking songs on that track, you can switch them out. You can switch them out. Any one of them songs on any one of them albums, you can switch out the. Uh, <laughs> you can yeah, switch like, out. Yeah, like, you know, if Wayne starts rapping and yeah. then he's like, no, this sounds more like something that, that Drake would sound better with, do you switch out, put Drake on it? Yeah. I can see that because honestly, I can't. Like, if they have a new song out and, like, the radio doesn't say this is Drake's song or whatever. Mm hmm. I can't tell them. I can't tell the difference until one of them does this signature thing. Like, if Drake just out of just out of nowhere starts singing, or if Wayne just goes, ah, then I know. Okay, that's a Wayne song. But that's a that's a Drake song. That's that's Lil Wayne. Yeah. Light a flick. Yeah. It's like a pussy. Eat a pussy. That's my god. <laughs> but yeah, Lil Wayne eat pussy, and uh, Drake. I love you, girl, but you made me sad. And then Nicki Minaj is just one of her 47 characters to come out. But it's like all their songs are structured the same. Yeah. But back to this old time road. <laughs> so. You love the song, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I, I, I ain't going to say I love the song. Let me, let me tell you something, though. Over the past like two months, there's two people I've been listening to. Yeah, that's Lil Nas X, Old Time Road, that one song, and there's this um singer, R&B singer called Desmond Dennis, I think, that uh, sings R&B music for kids. So he remade all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the only two new things I've been listening to over the past like two or three months. I remember that video. Um. That song on Facebook. Do you like ice cream? <laughs> that reminds me of that video I was watching on Facebook a few times with like these rappers with rap Dr. Seuss. Oh. When it was like The Walks in the Box. Get yeah. the Walks in the Box. <laughs> Get in the Yeah. And they and they was making it ride too. I was like, you know what? I can I can see myself listening to this. So in my neighborhood we doing a uh all the adults in the neighborhood are supposed to record themselves sent rap uh doing a book. Reading a book, and I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna read um, the one from Maurice Simpkins, my homeboy. Yeah. And then I'm gonna the one I posted on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I had to go back, but yeah. Yeah, it's my um my homeboy wrote a book, so I'm going to read his, and then the next one I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that. You know your Facebook post don't come up on my feed like that, right? Because we just now became friends. We've been friends a while now. Mm, we have been friends a while now, but I be saying like some fucked up shit. I'm pretty sure that you're too holy for my shit. I am like the least holy person you know. You probably blocked all my shit. No. I only block disgusting videos that people be like, oh, look at this. How could this person have a worm in his eye? Like, I don't want to see that shit. Oh, I, I look at that shit like, oh, that shit's not nasty. Yeah, I mean, that's the, listen, that shit. I watch it, though, twice. I saw one. Somebody posted a video of teratomas. You know what those are? I'm going to say yes, but I don't. It's those tumors um, that have like all the genetic markers, so they grow like the uh, teeth in it, and teeth, stuff like that. eyeballs, yeah. hair. 
Man, that shit fucked me up so bad when mm-hmm. I looked at that, um, that picture that my a friend of mine posted. I blocked that shit quick. I don't oh. like seeing shit like that. Oh. I don't like seeing shit like, I don't like seeing disgusting shit. And I don't like seeing people make a fool of themselves. I like seeing all that shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're different in that way. Every, I don't know why I'm like that, man. Like, it was like, I remember back in high school, there was a girl that I could not stand. But she was about to get in a fight with another girl. Was she naked? No, she was not. Okay, we, we wouldn't want to see her naked. She's one of the girls she thought highly of herself when she had no reason to. Like, she had nothing to live for. Damn, you just belittling people right now. Hey, man. You so mean. But she was about to fight this girl, and everybody knew that this ain't what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an old fighting term. You're about to walk into a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. That's what she was about to do. And me. Was the other girl naked? No. Okay. We was in school, bro. So, people get naked at school. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and even in my my compassionate side came out, and I was like, yo, you do not want to fight this girl. This girl will beat the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. And I was I was pleading with her, like, don't do this. And she didn't listen, and she promptly got the, the fuck beat out of her. It wasn't even close. But it was, I mean, I've always been that way. I don't know what it is about me. Oh. Like, I'd be like, girl, you never know what's going to happen. Go in there. Close your eyes and swing with all your might. You might knock her ass out. Because you know what I used to do, Pat, to tell you? Um, Pat, to tell you about my fight. Yeah. Um, I didn't care what it was. I was fighting. I didn't care if it was one person. Two people. There's currently one person on this earth who I've never beat in a fight, and we probably fought about 15 times. And he was like two foot three. <laughs> was he like real quick? Nah, he was short. I was tall. I was always tall. So he would always get in, and he would throw a punch out of nowhere that I never saw coming, but I felt that shit. <laughs> Every single fight, that's how he would win. So, <laughs> But Have you heard of I fought him and another guy plenty of times at the same time, and I won those fights. I've never lost a fight, except for one. I got stomped on a bus. Pat was there. He probably helped stomp me, too. Damn. But um, <laughs> Here's my question. Would you, if you see this person, would you fight them again right now? I'm too grown for that shit. See, this is where my pettiness comes in. I hold on to grudges. Oh, yeah. This, I was done with that. This shit that I'm mad about that happened to me in second grade, and I'm still mad to this oh, day. Yeah. I think it's bigger fights to fight. I don't believe. I'm not one of those people that say, every time I see, well, I was when I was growing up, I was like, Every time I see you, we got to fight till I win. But, I mean, 15 fights and I ain't win yet and shit. I mean, hmm. let's just agree that I'm going to still call you what I'm going to call you. And <laughs> all I would do, I would call him by his nickname because we grew up. He was turd. I was boo-boo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, y'all just hating on who's hey, like. Dog, at third grade, third grade, he made everybody stop calling him turd. And I would keep calling him turd. I still call him turd today. What's but that? almost every time we fight, it was because I called him turd. I think then ultimately you win. So what? I think ultimately then you win. <laughs> because at, at some point, this dude's not going to stop calling me that. So my 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 best option is to go call a, shit a, call a spade a spade and leave him the hell alone. Mm, I'm going to call you turd. But, but that's my homie though. Like, yeah. But y'all cool now. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so we, you, we, you didn't say that. No, nah, we always been cool. It was just like, y'all I guess he was taught that. In order to keep people from calling him turd, you had to fight him. Yeah, just you gotta beat their ass. See, and I don't, I don't believe forgive and forget. Mm. Like I'll do one or the other. Like, 
if I I'll ne- I mean I'll never forgive you, but I'll forget about the shit yeah. because getting you back it ain't worth it right now. But you understand though. Yeah, I grew up. Uh, I ain't gonna say abused, but I grew up getting my ass whooped every day for no reason. Yeah, like just because it was Thursday. So, <laughs> so I learned how to forgive people a lot. I had to learn how to forgive people a lot. So, like all that stuff rolls off my back now. As an adult, like. I could take almost anything a lot better than most people. Yeah. Yeah, I think that does that to you. Um, getting your ass up constantly. I can attest to that, too. Um, well, at least, like, for messing up. Not, like, just walking down the street and, like, three or four dudes start whooping on your ass. I mean, like, you know, getting bringing home a bad report card or something like that. And I think, yeah, that just kind of instilling you a bit of inner strength. I don't know how we got onto this. Because you always get me off track. We talked about Facebook. And Tara Thomas. Yeah, that's what you was doing. Because I don't see your Facebook post. <sighs> so said, what we're going to have to do is go take a break before we even start on Old Time Road. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. What's up? It's Heavy D. Every podcast, we want to come to you with topics that you want to hear about. But that's just it. We don't know what you want to hear about unless you let us know. On Facebook, at DistractNet. On Twitter, at Distract underscore net. On our website, www.distractionnetwork.com, or email us at thedistractionnetwork at gmail.com. And we back today. Today, we're not going to get off track because last week we did this. Two weeks ago, we did this, and (laughs) me and him talked for like almost two hours. We had it. (laughs) Made that a two parter and cut most of it. So. Today, we're going to talk about Old Time Road. Real quick, though. Real quick. So, you heard the song for the first time today. Yeah. Even though it's been out since 1973. What'd you think about it? I thought, by today's standards, it's a good song. I think if he, even without Billy Ray, and if he changed like the subject matter and released it as a hip-hop album, a pure hip-hop album, I think it'll sell. I saw you tapping your foot. Yeah, I was nodding my head, too. Like, he was like, oh, shit. But you know, he originally came out with that without Bill Ray on it, right? Yeah, you remember you told me, like, he came out, it was on the Billboard charts for country. They found out he was black, and then they took it off. And then yeah. Bill Ray jumped on, like, I guess, you know, to give him that clout. Yeah. So, he was, um, it's called Musical.ly now. Or is it called TikTok? It's called TikTok now. So TikTok is this uh this app on your phone that you take and a lot of kids be on it. But what basically what you do is you take a song and then you act out to the song. So Old Time Road was one of the songs they was acting out to. So if you see the original version of that song, it's only a minute fifty seven seconds. Right. And then Billy Ray hopped on that bitch, and uh now it's like two and forty, two forty something. Yeah, because it felt kind of short even then. Yeah, it's a, it's a very short song. Yeah. But it's a very good song, too. So, I think they pay 19 cents a minute, and your song could be no longer than 30 minutes and 3 minutes, 30 seconds, back 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 when I used to do music. So, it's 19 cents a minute. So, off that song alone, you mean 20, 20 cents, 1940, and take away two, you make about 42 cents every time somebody plays that song. I don't know why that made me think of um, coming to America. What? <laughs> what dude was washing the lettuce. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> last week I was mopping. Now I'm washing lettuce. 
Next week I'll be on fries. Next week I'll be on fries. <laughs> and that's when the big bucks are rolling in. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking it's forty two cents a minute. Every time somebody makes a song, next week he'll be like number one on the billboards, and then it'll be seventy cents a minute. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. it's that's when the big bucks start rolling in. I'm hoping he makes the number one on the Billboard charts. I think, even though he came out of nowhere. Yeah. Cause he was he was number one, wasn't he? Until they took it off, right? He was number eighteen on the country Billboard charts. They well, took it off. No, what about hip hop though? Don't know about hip hop. He he put it in as a country song. So my I question, don't know if he did it, but it was registered as a country. Did song. they ever give a reason why they took him off? I think I I know the reason. They said it didn't have the proper elements to be a considered a country song. Racism. Yeah, because um, the people who the gatekeepers to country music are in Tennessee. And they have complete control over that. Like hip hop, there's no right. one who actually Race. gatekeeps hip hop. Racism. Yeah, it's that thing I talked about earlier. Remember, master morality. Yeah. So hey, we make the rules. Sorry, buddy, your hit record. It isn't hitting. Not for us. Not the right spots. <laughs> it's just like all Hollywood. That's all. All of Hollywood. That's why these dumbass movies be making movie of the year and shit with the Oscars. Emmys, all them shits. Like I don't know. How many MCU movies have you seen win an Oscar for like purely on the merit of being a movie? Okay, what's MCU? Marvel, Captain America. Why do you think they would win anything? They're not made for old white people. But that's my point. Like you see a lot of these these mindless movies. I won't say MCU movies are mindless, but okay. I think the point I took from you was that those movies that those repeated movies. Yeah, like a Hollywood doesn't have originality anymore, but those movies that are unoriginal don't seem to win Oscars though. The ones that win Oscars are it's the same story. If you put racism, okay. if okay. you put racism, or you have a man dressed in drag, they're gonna win an Oscar. I think there's a lot of that. Well, nowadays. if you see racism can be overcome, if a white person saves a black person from racism, then it's gonna win an Oscar. Talk about the white savior narrative. Yeah, white saviors. Which is weird, like one white person can train could change centuries of systematic racism yeah. just by wanting to. Yeah. And that's just because everybody that's judging these Oscars not everybody, but most people judging these Oscars are retired, like old geriatric motherfuckers that get a discount when they shopping at ten o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday at Food Lion. Yeah, and that actually that is a fair point because when Pat and I talk I told them that's the problem with the NFL, the fundamental problem with the NFL, and with the whole um, the issue of Colin Kaepernick and kneeling and the protests and all of that's that. That's the problem with Congress. Well, true. Um, but I told them you can, the reason why the NBA handled this a lot better than the NFL ever could mm-hmm. is because culturally, the NBA, or at least per, the perception is the NBA is a younger league. And it's also driven by the superstars in a way that the NFL just isn't. Yeah, because their team ownership is a lot different. Like, their team ownership is like you have you might have a bunch of white people in it older white people in it but you also have part owners and these part owners are from um arab countries or from africa or from and look at what you said too yeah older not old yeah if you look at nfl ownership just about with exception of maybe one or two you got a bunch of white guys who the prime of their lives were either during or right before the civil rights movement yeah so even if you even if you consider the fact that these men are not racist as red, just accept that fact. 
their thinking isn't as quick as the NBA's is going to be. Yeah. Same thing with Congress, though. Like, yeah. all the, I, I think the number one thing we could do to improve the whole country is put a uh, term limit and age limit on Congress. At least an age limit. Angle said, yeah, I would say term limit too, but at least an age limit. And your judges too, Supreme Court judges, age limit, term limits. Yeah, I think age needs to be balanced out. And I yeah. don't think that we should be taking care of all these people once they get out because they go get another job. Even the president. Like, go get a fucking job. N-word. I mean, you can kick it like um, like ancient times. Like, because I, I never understood the re- like the whole rationale on why the president has to be old. Or at least older when yeah. Congress can be old. We can run, I can run for president. I'm 36. Yeah, now, nah, but look how we had to wait until we're like in our mid-30s. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. You mean to tell me that you can't find a 31-year-old or 25-year-old that couldn't be a better president than Donald Trump? I don't think he can find a 25-year-old. <laughs> then it's current president. Then this current, but this current president is probably like 19 and a half. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's an outlier. Yeah. Oh, I get that. But so. what I'm saying is the whole, you have to be a certain age to be president. Thing. I think you need to have a political resume. That's true, too. Like... I definitely don't think that a, a person should raise a whole bunch of money or be completely rich and run for president. Like because you see what happens. Because uh, if you listen to old old dis- discussion on um, podcasts, you see one of the people was like, "Well, this guy has never been a politician, so he's the best person to have as a politician." Because no, that's like the absolute and, worst person to have. And the, <laughs> and the thing was, hey, if you're gonna be a politician. Just like you gotta be when you be a mechanic, you need to go. You need to have build your resume. Listen, if my house is on fire, I don't want the nigga on his first day. Or, or at, like, that the fire goes, like that commercial goes, like that commercial goes. Okay, it's not good enough. When it's, uh, I forgot how that commercial goes. Like goes. a recent commercial, right? Yeah, it's, it's a new commercial, and it was like it's like okay, okay, it's not good enough. I think I knew you talking about yeah. like dude was like um the tattoo artist. And he was like, yeah, I'm one of the tattoo artists in the city. Not yeah. the best. Like, I'm one of. Yeah, yeah I'm just one of one of the tattoo artists. <laughs> but. That's a hell of a thing to tell somebody, too. Yeah, but that's how it is, though. They they want to. When it comes to that shit, when it comes to colorism and, and bringing uh, people of color into the fold, like, you have a, a lot of that those issues. And then you have this age issue because the gatekeepers, all these motherfuckers are. Out of touch with society. Right. So when it comes to Congress, when it comes to Hollywood, when it comes to gatekeeping country music, you need younger people in this. Like, instead of it being like three, four, five people, I don't know how many people gatekeep country music, but they should roll them motherfuckers out and bring in some newer people. Yeah. Some younger people, especially when it comes to that. And I think because in people's age, I don't think they understand that their circle this their version the version of their circle today is going to look a lot different yeah like think about it like if you in alabama you'll f- alabama if, stand up <laughs> if you like in alabama mississippi in the south and you white mississippi and you white and like in the 1940s 50s or 60s most of your friends are probably white but there's a good chance nowadays that out of your five friends one or two may be black I know why people got black friends. <laughs> now, in what sense, though? 
Um, I have the I need context for that one. That to really actually respond to that. You said ain't no white people got black friends. Yeah, they all token. But still, I need more context. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. That whole time I was uh changing. I usually don't sit down when I record, but I had to sit down today. He threw uh, me all off and he did that too. Got no forewarning. Yeah, I was trying to give him something to just roll with. Because sometimes I just set shit up. But he's new, so he don't know y'all. But uh, <laughs> Rookie of the year. But uh, I think... White people do have black friends. Like, I have black friends. I'm pretty sure you do. You're black. Well, I'm black, too. I keep forgetting that. But, <laughs> but like, I, I know white people with black friends. Genuinely have black friends. Um, black people have. But it's this whole... The issue we're having with America. And part of the issue with this song and gatekeeping for this song is that... Um, we are not basically taking the time to get up and learn what's going on out there. Well, older people are not getting the time, taking the time to go out and learn what's really going on out there now because country music doesn't even, so what they're going by now is it's just a country artist because I think part of the reason why Billy Ray jumped in this was because Billy Ray is a certified country artist. And if you look at, and I said it before, if you look at the number three song on the chart at the time they took this down, Old Time Rolled Down, the number three song on the chart used the same type of snares, hi-hat snares. They used 808 um, snare drums. They was using the um, metrodome, and they're using a bass drop, like a 808 bass drop, just like Old Time Rolled. It's patterned a little different. Like, it's not as clairvoyant as it is in uh, Old Time Road, but it's there. And that's one thing I would have said. I would have had a criticism of that song is that that beat sounded way too familiar. I'm going to play some of it at the end of this. Word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about for the uh, for the audience. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be at the end of this one. And I'll leave a link to it. Uh, you know what? I ain't leaving a link. You know what? I will leave a link. Yes, I will. I I leave a YouTube link or something to it. But you know, I think that goes back to how music has always been a microcosm of this country, because like America, country this music. This is America. Country Don't music. Don't catch slipping now. Country music wasn't Don't established with now. us in mind. Police be tripping now. You know what I'm saying? Like. When like when the company when the country was when the declaration of some certain people's independence was made, they didn't have other people like their existence at least as it is today in mind. And it kind of fucked them because they wrote all these laws, <laughs> never ever thinking black people was gonna be considered a whole person or women was gonna be considered a whole person. And and here's the thing, when they wrote the Constitution, when they was writing all this shit. They didn't. They did not even consider non-land owning white men, right, as citizens, right. And 
even white men that did not own, own land. Now, you know the biggest and the quickest change they ever made in the revolution of America was to make non-land-owning white men citizens. The right to vote and all that, right? Yeah. And franchise them. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's the, and that's the weird thing because the Constitution is supposed to be a living document because of that. Yeah. Because the country was like, they imagined that the country would change, but it, somehow they still didn't imagine the country would change in this way. Right. And the same thing with country music, like the whole stay in your lane mindset. Yeah. Like that was supposed to be the lane for white people when American music was developed, but they just had no idea that, you know, the on-ramp to that lane may start coming from a different place. Yeah. As a Don't break my heart. My ache break your heart. You know, it's funny. I thought about that, and I said that's where Molly gets it from. Her yeah, whole her infatuation with black music and black culture. Yeah, probably, because um, her dad did that shit. Yeah, you said he was doing that since the 90s, right? Yeah. Which is weird, cause I, maybe because I'm not a Billy Ray man, a Billy Ray Cyrus man, but I did not know that. I'm going to say it like they probably said in the 90s, the white people. He's been remixing nigger music. <laughs> that's the 90s, so they probably said, <laughs> that's the 90s, so they probably said extreme a few times, too. Yeah. Remember that? When every time a white boy did something in the 90s, it was extreme? Yeah. What yeah. Mountain Dew and Doritos? <laughs> Until Buster Rhymes jumped on it. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're going to take a break and we'll be back to close it out. Freestyle Friday. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. Did they ever explain how she was able to possibly make a statue that looked just like him? Well, it didn't look just like him. It looked terrible. But like the video, that the concept of that video was weird. was real weird. Okay. I've never seen that. I don't even know what song I'm singing. God damn. Well, you are a talented individual. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's um your boy. Um his daughter was Paris Hilton Homegirl from the Commodores. Lana Richie. Um Oh, Nicole Richie. Yeah. Um You I, know Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton. Well, it was Paris Hilton was the number one star. Before and her her sidekicks were Nicole Richie and her sister and Kim Kardashian. Kim was a sidekick? Yeah, I didn't see Kim around Paris. I didn't see Kim uh, until the sex Kim tape came out. Kim was Paris's uh, do girl. I remember hearing that, but I, just, I never yeah, remember Kim seeing her. Kim was Paris's do girl, so she just took the playbook and ran with it. Oh, her mom did. Her that's mom some, did. That's some gangster shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that. Uh, oh, think about it. That's real gangster. Like you took your home girl, like her. You took her methodology, and you just ran with it and pushed her out the box, basically. Sure did, cause. I don't even know if they hang out. You don't even hear about Paris anymore. Know. Talk about the only so, time you know Paris Hilton. She she stopped trying to be out in the public eye because they already like. I don't even think you know how, how much money Kim Kardashian is worth, and I still don't think she's worth more than Paris Hilton. Fuck no, that's old money. Yeah, Paris Hilton got that money, money. That's and every time you go money. stay at the Motel Six, she get thirty seven cents. That's a lot of damn money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all wrong. I bet Motel 6 ain't even under the Hilton chain. Dog, think about it. Her granddaddy was rich. Yeah. 
You know how rich you are when your granddaddy was rich, and yeah. you still rich. Yeah. The Hiltons will have money forever. Look, they got the Adams family money. Like the old the 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 TV show Adams family money, cause this Adams family ain't <laughs> <laughs> start making that money. You think about it. Remember the first movie when they tried to fuck them up their money? Yeah. They fucked them up their money. The niggas took the money back, and they were still rich. Like you respect, okay? I fucked you out the money. I had I had your money for about a week now. When you get this money back, it's probably going to be at least twenty five percent lighter. Like no, them niggas was still rich. Mm-hmm. Like stupid, I can't go broke if I can't if I tried rich. Yeah, that's Paris Hilton. That's Paris Hilton. Money. If you never hear about that girl again after this, just know that she's still fucking rich. And the only thing she do is when she gets bored, she goes and DJs. I'm not going to go to a party where she's DJing, but no, they say she's good. Oh, a good like good how, context again. Any context, like how is she good? They said she's good. She'll pack out a show. Is she mixing and scratching? Yeah. Fuck out of here. She's a real DJ. Fuck out of here. All One right. more time. Fuck out of here. Okay. I appropriating the culture. Know what you say? No, I, I just I don't. I'm about to say. I don't, speaking of gatekeeping, I don't believe that is appropriating the culture. See, but I am the type of person that don't um give a fuck what people do. Like, listen, damn the culture for a second. I don't think Paris Hilton has the talent to DJ anything. Okay. I, I think you could look up on YouTube one of her shows. I just might. But you know what, though? She might not be DJing our shit. She might be DJing white people shit. I'll give her that. Might be some. I'll give her that. But can she mix and scratch like like ever, ever. old school cats? I don't know. That's all I want to know. I, I mean, I know she can't scratch because nobody uses records. To? Can black people mix and scratch old school now? <laughs> I mean, not like old school, like on that level. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I know people ain't scratching no more because you got the CD mixes now, so yeah. but it gives the same effect. I just though. fucking one those today, dog. Let me tell you how fucked up a damn palm shot is here. So, <clears throat> I bought a ladder to pull my bikes up on the bed of my truck, right? My mm. pickup. That ladder cost me two hundred thirty-seven dollars. I. Pulled the wrong ladder, so my um my motorcycles actually scrape at the bottom. Yeah. So I did not want to um keep using that ladder, so I took it to the pawn shop. And while I was while I was at the pawn shop, I saw they had the ladder that I actually needed. Those ladders, it's a hundred and thirty-seven dollars, I think. Yeah. And it has basically a little curb on the end. That's a, that's the only difference. So I had like a trifold ladder. My ladder was it was wide and like seven feet long the other one was like 10 feet long and skinny but in the books miles is worth twice as much as the one i was trying to get so 237 dollars is what i paid for they tried to offer me 50 dollars i was like nah but i still go buy this ladder and then i was like wait a minute how much are y'all charging me for the ladder they said 120 dollars i said get the fuck out of here that's 137 dollars give me my shit I walked out the pawn shop, but they do that. Like yeah. two things about the pawn shops, they don't negotiate, and they try to charge you like ninety percent of the actual price. That's the problem with capitalism, man. Yeah, people don't. Uh, but you know who shops at pawn shops, right? People that can't actually go buy stuff. Yeah. Right? They go put ten percent down, and then pay on it to get it. I don't know. Willie D once said, "If you can't pay cash, you can't afford the shit." I can't pay cash with this big ass house I got. That's what Adidas said that. But you know what? But I could probably pay cash. That's what Adidas said that. No, but I'm, I'm going to say cash. that, bruh, 
You should at least be able to force him out of a pawn shop. Yeah, but I wouldn't go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I figured it. Yeah, I figured it. But I'm saying. But then again, it's also principle. I grew up dirt ass poor. Yeah. I grew up dirt ass. I grew up poor to the point where, um, I think our rent was like thirty eight dollars, and it was a struggle to pay our rent every month. Yeah. Like, I, I grew up dirt poor. I get you. So. I understand, but those are the type of people, right? Mm-hmm. So if I go to Columbia and I go to a pawn shop in Columbia, first of all, that motorcycle ladder is not gonna be that the one that I traded in, yeah, that I was going to trade in that I paid two hundred fifty dollars for. They'll probably offer me a hundred for it. Yeah. They'll probably sell it back off for about a hundred and fifty. Yeah, right. Um, the one that was one hundred and thirty-seven dollars that I could buy brand new for one hundred thirty-seven, they probably would have sold it for. 80 yeah you know what i'm saying so i could do half the price or 60 percent of the price but i'm not paying 90 percent of the price and that's the problem yeah. with capitalism because you get you get people on the lower levels who just don't know how to do it right yeah like like when you go yeah, man we gotta pay rent yeah fuck y'all and sometimes company too like gamestop that's why i hate buying used games at gamestop i just bought the, like, the new game Mm-hmm. Because the new game is sixty five dollars, but the used is sixty dollars. Like that doesn't make any goddamn sense, bro. Yeah, and then they probably turn that used one in for like a dollar. Yeah, sometimes you can turn that used one in and get a dollar. So they probably for a new game is probably what half price. All right, and I get it. You got overhead and all that shit. I get that because you think about it. If you bought it for a dollar and sold it for two, you really just made a hundred percent profit. Yeah, but I get overhead, so maybe you, and you got to pay people. I get that, but. Bro, you can't charge me sixty when brand new was sixty five. Oh, they was about to try to pay me one fifth of the price and sell it for ninety percent of the price. They was trying to basically quadruple their money. And then you wonder why people get annoyed with you. Yeah, I I didn't even have no conversation with them. I was like, I told them when they when they did that, I was like, nah. And then when we when I was buying the thing, and then I was like, how much is this? They was like, I said, nah. You can put that shit back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm better off out. selling that shit somewhere else and just yeah. coming back with the cash. Yeah. I was like, shit. So what I do is I, I have, like, uh, some pipes and all that shit. I'm just going to take pictures of them and put them on Marketplace again or put it somewhere. And I'm, I, I don't need the money yeah. for, for them. So mm-hmm. somebody's going to get some good gifts. But like I said, too, it's got this principle to consider. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I get you trying to make money, man, but it's, it, what's fair is fair, bro. Just like I told this dude for my pickup truck, man. I got my pickup truck on, on Facebook, and I thought I took it down. But um, this guy tried to offer me. Well, this guy said, hey, is your pickup truck still for sale? And I'm about, I was about to tell him no, but I was like, huh, I'll go through with it because my promise to myself was I was going to take it down, and if anybody asked me for it, I would still go through the process with him. But I hope it don't sell. So um, he was like, yeah, is your truck still for sale? I was like, yeah, it's still for sale. Yeah. He was like, I'll give you 45 for, for it. I was like, don't you want to see it? I mean, it's an older pickup truck. Yeah. So I'm like, don't you want to see it first? He's like, nah, I'm going to offer you the 45, and if you take the 45, then I come look at it and then decide if I want it or not. I said, nah, keep your ass where you at. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Fuck but that. I can see So you could come look at it at the price that I have it at. Right. And then if you want to try to talk me down for some reasons or whatever, you could try. And then I'll decide then whether I want to sell it or not because it, it, it's going to change every day. 
Having having previously sold cars in my lifetime, previously I don't know what the hell I said previously, previously sold cars in my lifetime. I I understand his energy because even with selling, I've sold the used cars and new cars. Yeah, people in this area want trucks, so I get his energy. He's probably trying to jump on that fast, but he just didn't know how to do business. Yeah, because you won't walk into a car shop and say you won't call the car shop and say, "Hey, I see that you have a F one fifty. That's not what I have, cause fuck for it. I mean, not fuck for it, cause I might have to drive one in the future one day. Yeah. But I'm not into Ford. So I'm a Chevy guy. I'm really a GMC guy, but Chevy's my cheap thing. Right now I have a Chevy. Um. So. Call up a dealership. And say, hey, I see that you have a Chevy. And your Chevy is ten thousand dollars. Um. Would you take five for it? And the people on the other end of the dealership go like, what? I can tell you what we would say. We, we, I say, hang that damn phone up, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna negotiate with me before you even see the vehicle. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, like Ted, so. the dude said he offered five for that ten grand truck. I'm, I'm offering a foot in his ass if he yeah. come in this damn dealership. So he's just like, man, I just want to try to get the price to uh, let you know what I was willing to pay for it before, man. Nah, well, you call. There's a dealership right down the road from for me that is selling this same truck for. $4,000 more than what I'm selling it for. Yeah, so I'm already coming so down. So you could go holler at them and, and try to talk them down. And then I start talking to them. Because all they're going to do is talk you up to the price that you selling it for. Yeah. Or that, well, holiday selling it for. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, go holler at them. Anyway, guys. Something I want to ask you before we close anything. Me. You mentioned Busta Rhymes. And this is supposed Busta, to be a hip-hop Busta, show. Busta, Busta, Busta. Despite my best efforts to make it every other show but hip-hop. Um, it's your favorite body. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can flavor talk about life through hip hop, by the way. <laughs> flavoring your ear remix. Never Better. heard it. Really? Rap some of it. No, he tried to get me this now, y'all. Pull it up on your. Is it what? How how old is the song? Like ninety four, ninety five. It was a song that actually made Biggie. It was Craig Mack. Yeah, I ain't hear that one. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I probably heard it, but not enough. I'll say that then. But the question really is, who had the better verse, Biggie or Busta Rhymes? I say Busta Rhymes. You haven't heard the song yet, though. I don't give a shit. I'm like that dude that didn't see my car. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Busta Rhymes got that. This off GP? Yeah. That's and So, so I'm going to tell you this, though. I'm not a big Biggie fan. Like, I understand his word flow and all that, but... At that time, I was all in Buster Rhymes. Like, my biography will let you know that Buster Rhymes is the reason why I started rapping. For real? Yeah. Not many cats from the South said that. But that nigga said, hit you with no delay and said, what you saying, yo? Sit with my nine miller with the dealy, yo. When I be on the mic, guess I do my duty, yo. While up in the clock, around the studio. <laughs> and my man thugging the hoolie. My man thugging the hoolie, yo. He moody, yo. Yeah, that shit got me too. Nigga slap it with the tulio. yo. Bitch nigga scared to death, act fruity, yo. Fuck that, lick it short, she's a real cutie, yo. Though when she shake it, make you wanna get up in the booty, yo. Got me snitching the thing, and bitches a video. Wanna with my free love, we up in the freak show. Hit you with this shit, make you feel it on your toes. Hot shit, got all my niggas in red clothes. Style on my metaphors when I formulate my flows. If you don't know, you fucking with the record player, play you like that. That When he rhymed every single word together, yeah. I was like, shit! You know what's funny? <laughs> As a kid, I was more of a Park fan than Biggie because of content. I was a pop fan. And I think Southerners, I think Southerners and West Coast people, we all had the same mindset against yeah. New York. You know? 
Like Cause if, remember when people came from New York, they got their ass whooped. Cause it, yeah, like it was all automatic. Oh, these niggas from New York. Yeah, let's. But I know. I think it's because of Charles, the the, the Charles, the quote unquote Charleston mindset. Cause we got big city attitude in a small town. Yeah, cause y'all was like the murder capital for like twelve years in a row. What, y'all all should wear a WWE championship belt. For <laughs> just for me, just for being alive. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. <laughs> but um. Yeah. But yeah, so I think a lot of um, Southerners gravitated to Pac. But as I got older, being a bigger black dude, dark-skinned black dude, I realized a lot of my, like, just life lessons, like game and stuff like that, from Biggie worked for me better than it for Pac. Because Pac was one of the dudes that could just talk. And like, like, like with ladies, Pac could probably just talk and walk out the room with ass. Biggie had to come with a little bit more because Biggie was a big dark-skinned dude. He was a big, cross-eyed, yeah. ugly-ass dude. Yeah, like I said, like, that's just disrespectful. With swag, though, but yeah, swag. you had that, like yeah, like you couldn't just like you, I wasn't one of those dudes. Like that, Biggie could pull yeah. any bitch he wanted to, just by yeah. I, I'm saying bitch because that's what they called it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm saying bitch. Um, but Biggie could pull any bitch he wanted to. Yeah, because he had game. Because he had that swag. Yeah, Pac had the swag too, but Pac but looked that his hell of a swag, lot better. No being homo. a small dude, brown skin dude, his swag wouldn't work for me, basically. Yeah. And he's a more energetic, he's a more animated cat too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not animated. Like basically, my animated level is Biggie's animated level. What, what's your favorite part? Song line. I told you talked about it last time. What was it? And they wonder how I live with fly shots. Niggas is hard to kill oh, on my block. Right now, what be, what always comes to my head and what I always listen to is uh um when he died. Better day, not better days. Um. What was the one before that? T- until the end of time. I was just listening to that the, on the, the way tub- up here. The double album, Until the End of Time. I listened to the title track, I mean. At least. He had, uh, um, it goes, Come Hell or Hot Water, Time is Slowly Reproaching. Just another lost soul stuck calling Jehovah. I like that shit. I like that whole verse, but the way he just came off with that shit. You know, was another, another good line. Mm-hmm. Um, they got me staring at the world through my rear view. Come on, baby, scream to God. He can't hear you. Not I that can one. hear your heart beating fast because it's time to die. Getting high, watching time fly. All eyes on me. Got my mind made up. Got my mind made Which up. Which originally was the Dog Pound song with um with Method Man and Red Man. I think that's when Method Man and Red Man was starting to actually become a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I think a year or two later, they was on 4321. M E T H O D, man. Um, but Park says, um, my lyrics motivate the planet. It's similar to the rhythm nation, but thug. Ah, I'm saying it wrong. My lyrics motivate the planet. It's similar to the rhythm nation, but thugged out. Forgive me, Janet. I thought that was a dope ass line. Okay, 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 cool. That was All a whole right. dope. So so I like I like cipher songs like that when they just basically dudes rapping. Mm-hmm. Like you don't hear a lot of that nowadays. That's I think that's one thing I that's like missing. You listen to Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> like well, all his detour songs seem to be cipher songs. Though. Like maybe the hook comes on one or two times, so that's about it. Yeah. But it's basically just a bunch of guys rapping. I'm gonna get my gun. Like four three two one is actually like that. Four three two one is a dope ass song. Who's on it? Method Man, Red Man, Cannabis, DMX, LL Cool J, and then they added Master P later to get get to get. Uh. I guess to get the Southern flavor. All right, one line from 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 No Limit. If you could go, you gotta go first. I get one line from No Limit. We'll go. My favorite 
line from No Limit would be. I got it. Nigga, I'm the buzz in the B and the bubbles in the building. M-U-S-B-I code, nigga, the man right here. Rocking 90 through the 94 Buffalo Bills. I ain't Dennis Rodman here. I ain't Holyfield's ear. I ain't the damn man to see the salmon at the Chicago. <laughs> it was mystical, too, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, it's, that's right, don't panic. Mystical and mechanic. Sink it like a Titanic. I forgot what, how the line goes, but some, that's how it ends. And then he comes out with um, a man dingle. Warrior! A man dingle. Warrior! And then he's like, opponents get crushed. I'm too moved. I'm too cool to be moved, too fucking much to be touched. That Ooh, shit was hard. What's, what song is that? The man right here. The man right here! And he says, I'm too fucking cool to be t- moved, too fucking much to be touched. That shit was hard. <laughs> okay. Mine says Hot Boys and Hot Girls. Mystical verse on that. You know what the crazy shit is, though? And that's another thing that's missing about rap nowadays. Like, you got all this lore, mm-hmm. all this history rappers have before you even hit them. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time, I didn't know he was, that was actually a diss song. I thought it was like one of those general mad rapper songs mm-hmm. where like the, the subject, you could be anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was actually dissing Big Boy Records. I didn't know what Big Boy Records was. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't know, know about all that stuff down in New Orleans until I got on my ship and the people from New Orleans brought me up to speed with all that stuff. Yeah, because. Like Magnolia, Yellow Boy. I didn't know Juvenile been like because Juvenile was, why. people don't know, like he was um he and Trick Daddy were label mates for a second, Warlock Records. His first album, Being Myself, was on Warlock. Okay. Yeah, so like shit like that. I didn't know Juvenile wasn't even an original member of Cash Money. No. But you wouldn't have known that if you listened to Four Hundred Degrees. That, nope. that was the first. Because it album. was uh, Lil Wayne and BG was the original. Hot Boys, yeah. Yep. No, they no they were first. They were the BGs. Yeah, that was the BGs. Lil and Doogie and Lil Wayne. And then they uh, redid the BG's album and made BG. And then held Wayne back and let him just feature on shit. Shit, how can I forget about the first Niggas in Trouble on Chopper City? Niggas in Trouble. <laughs> no, the first one with him and Mac. Uh, yeah. Like Feel the Wrath through the Soldiers of the Crescent City. Hey, Juice, I pack a Trey Deuce. I got an army about the size of Big Root. We hit him. That was Mac. If y'all ain't ever heard Mac, go find Mac. Which Mac, though? Any of them. For me... Yeah. For me, there's three real MCs from New Orleans. That's Mac, Soldier Slim, and BG. What? Juvenile's a hit maker. Juvenile, man. Juvenile is that dude. Juvenile is like Juvenile. Uh, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? We go come back. We go give y'all some special content, but we gotta wrap this show up. All right. Um, tell them where they can find you too. A man called Tess. Man, I'm still working on that Twitter account, man. Like, yeah, he's probably gonna be working on that shit forever, dudes. You know what it is? Right. I don't. I just don't like Twitter. Whatever. You don't have to have a Twitter. To get your Instagram. Get your IG. Get you a Twitch. I'm very you, you 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 play games, right? I'm not. I won't say I'm a gamer, but yeah, I do. You, why don't you Twitch it? I don't want people looking inside my house, man. They don't look inside your house. It's just a computer screen. You can screen do the screen grab. I didn't know that. I don't watch Twitch. I don't, I don't fuck with Twitch yet. I don't have time. So exactly. you can find me in college. I'm I'm uh, about to graduate with my master's degree. Congratulations. And then if you're not sitting in my college, then you can find me on Twitter. My handle is Holiday4000. You know what, God damn it, You can find me on Earth. Yeah. Walking I, the path I, of I life. I didn't know he said, God damn it, y'all. So um, I do apologize for everybody listening. Yeah, we, we don't put God in our cuss words, you know. 
He knew though. He didn't say that. God damn that man. <laughs> that um, question is what if God actually damned something? I mean, God damn the human beings. <laughs> what if you actually Anyway, asked anyway, me? anyway, anyway. <laughs> Guys, take care. Be safe. Holla. Peace out. I'm focused on that finish line. Developing a strong mind. Years ago, they stopped making my kind. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright because I'm on the grind.